whatever whatever you got there phones or Bibles on your phones James chapter 4 verse number 14 whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away what is your life think about that answer that question what's your life if you at the end of your life would take a look what would it look like and matter of fact we don't really know when the end of our life is right uh, I had a brother the end of his life was 17 years old uh, we've seen you know some some uh, uh, people that it, w it wasn't fair you know that they that they lost their life as you know such a small uh, increment of their life they didn't get to live a long life so uh, I, I got to kind of look and to see you know what how much time we spend you know in different areas of our life because literally it's built up of of these moments of spending time so Time spent in a 70-year life. Are you ready for this? If one lives to be 70 years of age, and as the average person, he spends 20 years sleeping. 20 years sleeping. That's a lot of time sleeping on. But that goes to show you how much, how, you know, how much we need to be, uh, you know, we, we, we need rest. 20 years working. All right, six years eating. Some of us could go a little bit more in six years, you know what I mean? <laughs> Seven years playing. Five years dressing. I guarantee I've got that statistic beat. It don't take me long at all. One year on the phone, two and a half years smoking. People that are smokers, they spend two and a half years of their life smoking. Three years waiting on somebody. <laughs> that sounds about right, doesn't it? Sometimes it seems like three years just waiting for a Sunday morning. Five, five months tying shoes. Five months tying shoes. All right? So, so uh, 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 they say that if you spend three years I mean, uh, three hours each day and do a small devotion in the morning, small devotion at, the, at night, you spend a year and a half uh, in church, or maybe it was two and a half years. So I've got two and a half and one and a half here. Um, life is made up of small moments. So what happens in those moments? What happens in those small moments? So we're going to go through three things that I think here uh, is, is, uh, is pretty pretty uh, uh, important for us to remember about these small moments all right so number one if you got a pen learning happens learning happens there are books to read I'm a big advocate of reading uh, as much as you possibly can uh, however much of what uh, I know has come not just from reading, but simply paying attention. 
Can you guys, can everybody say that? A lot of what you know comes from simply just paying attention. You know, there are things that, that you know, uh, techniques, uh, things that my grandpa, we out fishing, the, the most I ever learned from my grandpa fishing is just watching the way that he done it. All right, I can tell you that I, in my eyes, minnows, when it comes to catching crappie, are just the best. I mean, it, I, I've caught more crappie on minnows than I have on anything else. You know how I know that? I watched my grandpa. All right, uh, you know, just different things that we can find out by simply opening our eyes and watching. We're, we're, we're in a place, and I'm not going to talk just to the younger generation about this because we're all there. We're, we're in a generation where we constantly have our eyes down. Come on now. And we, we're learning things in our, in our lives, but it's not, it's not necessarily practical things that you need to know to live. So the first way that learning happens is learning happens from watching. So learning happens, under learning happens is learning happens from watching. Looking, looking around, paying attention to what's going on around you, all right? Learning from others' success. Successful people learn from others' success. If it works, it works. Now, there are some times whenever your personality may not be like that person, so you may not be able, but if, if you know, uh, Bob said something to me a long time ago. He said, if, if, you know, we created the wheel, it's round, let's not make it square. It's worked round for a long time now. Let's not try to go to triangle or whatever. Let's keep it, let's keep it round, all right? It, they, they designed it that way. It's worked for years, and, and that's not something that we want to change. If you'll look at, and pay attention and look around you to what, success, what other people are doing that are successful, that'll help you to have those moments of learning. I wonder how many moments uh, uh, that we have missed of learning simply by not watching, simply by not paying attention to what's going on around us. Some of the greatest lessons that we'll ever learn is by watching somebody else and not, not you know, by, by, by them actually being intentional with their teaching to us, but us just simply watching their lives. Can you say amen? So, learning happens in these small moments. Learning from others' success. And then it's important also that we learn from others' failures. Amen? You know, there are some things that, that my children are going to look at me and, and I'm going to say, man, I hope you do. And there are going to be other things I'm going to say, I hope you don't. Learn from the successes and learn from the mistakes as well. Learn from the failures. I love, I read here a while back, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to uh, uh, say it perfectly here, but basically the, the concept of uh, what, what they were saying is that a failure is not a failure if you learn. All right, a failure is not a failure if you learn from that from that fall. All right, so so basically, what what is what 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 I'm trying to get across is that if you if you look around and watch in these small moments, people make mistakes and learn from that mistake and say, I'm not going to go down that way. But you have to pay attention. You know how many young people that I brought into my office that it has been a pattern of, of just 
grandparents, parents, them, their children. You, you see what I'm saying? And it just goes on down the line. And it's simply because they're not paying attention and they're not watching of the, of the failures and the falls. I've looked at some young men and I've said, you know what? Look, pay, pay attention to the people that have went down this road and have made these decisions in these moments that really mattered in their life and in these seasons that really mattered in their life. Pay attention, look around you. Now look at where it ended up. Now if you'll pay attention and learn from their failures, then you won't have to go down that road. Amen? But we have to pay attention in those times. So learning happens. Learning happens from watching. Learning happens from listening. All right? Lay down the, the, the phone and have a conversation. You know, like I said, when you're, when you're uh, uh, you know, on your phone or when you're, you know, tied up in, in something that, and I don't have nothing, nothing against you know, uh, uh, you know, knowing what's going on. I think it's important for us to have the knowledge of what's going on in our world. But I also believe that we need to have the, a knowledge of what's going on in our home too. Amen? So we can get so tied up in, in being, you know, so worried about about what's going on in politics and we get so caught up in that that we're not paying attention to our children's needs. Nothing wrong with knowing what's going on. We need to know what's going on. Brother Gaither said it perfectly whenever he's talking about that fishing pole and everything. We gotta make sure our priorities are right. All right, we can go, we, we can, we can uh, I'll, I'll address the young people here. You can be so worried about you know, the latest uh, uh, and greatest video that's out there that you miss life that's going on in the reality and the relationships that are going on around you right now. Amen? So it's, it, it, we're living in a time of distractions. That seems to be what we do. We're constantly distracted. So we're losing our small moments. We're losing that important time that God's given us with family members or with friends or with, to build relationships because we're, we're caught up in things that, that really are, is not a reality that's around us. We're, we're, we're caught up in the things that are, that, that, you know, that, that, that means something to, to, to somebody, another nation, or, or that means something that really don't mean much at all. And we're caught up, and before you know it, I've got a, I've got a thing on my my phone that tells me, you know, on Facebook or whatever, you know, on social media, it, t it tells me if I'm getting close to an hour on it, on social media. So sometimes I like to do posts and things like that. And then other times I just get, what? Caught up. And I start losing my moments. And if you're not careful, you'll be at the end of the day. You're saying at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you spent three hours on your phone and less time with your children, and less time. You see what I'm saying? 
So the small moments are what's, you know, we've got to get a hold of these small moments. Reality is the most important thing. What is around us? God has called us to, to be uh, uh, intentional about what is around us and what means the most to us. One thing that I've learned is that I, I have a daughter that's 16 years old. She's driving now, all right? This is, this is uh, it blows my mind. I mean, it seemed like just yesterday that I, I was, you know, she's this, this tall. I was walking her. I was buying her, you know, little dolls and little things like that. I remember this. I, I remember specifically the time whenever I realized that something was going on different. We had a room painted in, in pink and in green, and, and, and it was the color of... Um, Strawberry shortcake. Thank you, Logan. Used to be his favorite too. So, <laughs> all right. But it was a color. It was a color of strawberry. And she wanted me to paint it, and she wanted to do a different color. She didn't want. It. And I said, "Why do you want? It? We just painted this." And and then they told me, "No, that was that many years ago that we painted this." And I was instructed that. And I and so I was like, I began to realize, wow, there's time is flying here. And before you know it, you're losing those small, those small moments turn into to longer uh, periods of time. And then you look back and you say, where did time go? Well, the, the answer to that is time is as a vapor. It appears and it, van it, it leaves. And before you know it, it's gone. And time's not something that you can make or build. But time is something that you have to spend very carefully it's the highest commodity that we, that we have because it's spent. Whether we want it to be spent or not, it's spent. And you never get it back. Amen? So learning happens during these small moments. All right? So take, take opportunity. Pay attention to what's going on around us so that way these small moments like the boys, like the boy took picture. We'll have those memories. Let's go on. Learning happens. Number two, love happens. Love equals T-I-M-E. Love equals T-I-M-E. I want to read you something here. I love this. I love this book. Um, and I've, some of you guys have heard me talk about this before. It's one of the T factors, the second T factor. In case you haven't noticed, I'm going to, we're going to address with, with parenting, but also bring it in and tie it in with everything else. In case you haven't noticed, parenting requires lots of love, and giving love takes lots of time. That's one reason we tell parents that kids spell love T-I-M-E. Some parents, however, make a distinction between quality of time and quantity of time. They say what kids really need is quality time. What they're really saying is, I don't have much time for my children, but when I do, I want us to have lots of fun. But important relationship-defining moments. All right, listen to this. Relationship-defining moments, the important relationship-defining moments, generally don't arrive according to any schedule. They occur when they occur. To actually have quality time with your kids, you have to spend a lot of ordinary time with them. Amen? So what are you saying, Brother Jared? All that, all that time of teaching your kids and all those times of, that's gonna come with quantity time. You don't get 
you know, t- you, you, okay, let me just, let me just uh, uh, put it to you like this. We love vacation, right? But I've seen people that, and I don't know the realm of vacation. I love vacation myself. I think that it's an important part. But we have people that don't spend any time with their kids, but they, but, but they go on extravagant uh, vacations. But the problem is, is that the lessons don't get taught on vacation. Right? Am I right about that? You don't sit down on vacation and say, okay, we're going to learn something here tonight. Right? Ain't nobody go to the beach and set your kids down at the night and say, okay, this is quality time, so now's the time, this two weeks out of the, out of the year, one of the two weeks out of the year, we're going to really learn something here today. No, we don't do that. The lessons that we learn are learned in the ordinary time, all right? So love happens during these small moments, all right? So uh, it happens during ordinary time with them, time when you develop trust, learn their language, and come to understand their ways. You have to make an investment. Quality moments with your children happen during many hours of little moments. Man, that's good, guys. Many hours of little moments. Talking about your children's day, their triumphs, their losses, after school, sharing dinner time conversation, reading stories at bedtime, getting drinks of water in the middle of the night, and listening to the story, their, their story of bad dreams the next morning. Moments like these mean so much to kids. So let every word you say, every cock of your head, every movement of your brow tell them, I like you. In fact, I I love you, and because I do, I care about every bit of you. Curly hair, freckles, and all. I care about you. I care about time with you. I'm intentional with this time. I'm taking time out. You're, you, it's a normal thing for you to get small moments with me on a daily basis because I'm going to tell you something. In these small moments, you're doing this. You're, you, these conversations that you're having, you're building their trust. You're building relationship with them and and at the end of the day at the when, when they get in a time of trouble they won't be looking to a friend to go to for help they won't be going they, they, I've had them literally tell me guys I've had I've had young men literally tell me I don't have that kind of relationship with my dad I'm talking about good good men of God they didn't have that kind of relationship with their dad they didn't spend time they didn't have they didn't they were they didn't feel comfortable going to him and talking to him about life. So when you spend this time, then love happens during this time. Why? Because love equals T-I-M-E. You spell love T-I-M-E. All right? Bottom line, kids need both high quality and high quantity time. They need you in healthy doses. Big presents and extravagant escapades pell in comparison to you. And let's just take that right on across the board. Love happens with your kids when you take small moments with your children. All right? But how many of you guys know that the small moments with your spouse are important too? Amen? You know, we, we've, uh, I remember Grandpa telling a story about how that he, uh, forgot grandma's anniversary and uh, so 
he went out and got her. I can't remember how many flowers it was. It was, you know, expensive how much he spent on it. And he sent it, you know, he sent it, uh, uh, sent it to her and everything. And then was questioned, you know, later on, man, why you spent a lot of money on that? And I can't remember his exact words. Bob, do you remember his exact words? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Perfect. So better to spend big money. So, you know, but if we're, if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in just doing the things. You know what I mean? And making the, you know, we, we've got we to gotta go out on a date. We've got to do this. But whenever we're in contact every day, we're not communicating with each other. We're not spending the small moments with each other. I, I just want to, I just, from, from, from my studies and from everything that I've done, I want to encourage everybody, all of our men here that are married, I want to encourage you to, to take a time out. Number one, when you walk into your home, don't start out with something bad. All right? Don't walk in. The worst thing you do is walk in and look and say, what in the world have you been doing here all day? <laughs> That'll definitely get you in a fight quick. All right? So you come in, you, you come in and you start in with a problem or something. Well, you're setting the tone for that evening. You're already on, on, on a bad foot there. When you come in, you come in in such a way where you come in, hey, how's your day been? You know, talking, talking, you know, bringing, bringing the good things. Let's talk about the good things for the first 10 minutes. You know, before we start talking about where we're at financially, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about, you know, how, how we, you know, something good happened today. Let's bring something out good. And what that does is it sets the tone for the evening. And then throughout the evening, one of the things that, that, that I, uh, uh, that I've studied out, I wish I could say I do this all the time, but, you know, being, being a, a, a servant to your family, all right, taking care of, of helping your wife to where she can get freed up and, and spend time with you. You know, a wife, a wife, she got a thousand things on her mind. She's got the laundry to do and the dishes to do and the, 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 the laundry uh, to pick up, the shoes to pick up living room for those of us who have young ones you know the hampers to be brought in there's all these types of things at home we feel like we can just come in uh, uh, both of us with me and my wife we come in at the at about the same time and uh, you know I could go flop down and uh, on the couch and 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 take a nap or whatever but that ain't gonna it, it, that ain't gonna help out any but uh, the thing that I can do is I can come and say hey what can I do to help you out here and spend about 15 minutes of my time and then all of a sudden after that 15 minutes of my time it frees her up to where we can spend time as a family and have those small moments as a family now. All right? And then one of the other things that I, that, that I, would, very, that I would encourage everybody to do is go to, go to bed in such a time where you can talk and you can communicate well. You need that. You need to be able to listen to your wife. All right? It's those small moments that matter. You know, something that they bring up, may, you may think, man, what in the world? That, that, that's such a minute thing. I, just, I don't understand why we even talk about it. But it matters. It matters to them. So we need to listen. Amen? So it, when, you, when, 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 you're, when you open your schedule up and spend those small moments with your children, with your spouse, Love happens in those small moments. That's the relationship building time. 
Experience is great. Vacations are, are great. But it's the small moments of you communicating and helping and serving that's going to be the places where love happens. That's where you build love. All right? And then we go down to small moments with your God. You know, experiences are great, guys, but small moments with God, that matters to him. Amen. Just sometime throughout the day, I've done a course here a while back, and I've mentioned it. We always talk about, you know, go faster, go harder, climb higher. We always talk about, you know, whatever we do for God, it's got to be, you know, in, in fast motion. You know, we drive our cars 80 mile an hour. Uh, uh, it, you know, we, uh, we, fly, we fly vehicles uh, 500 miles an hour. All right, you see what I'm saying? Or not, did I say fly vehicles? We fly planes. I, I guess there's a type of vehicle, right? We fly planes uh, at 500 mile an hour. So everything we do is fast, all right? If I can't get a meal in three minutes from the, from the microwave, then something's wrong. You see what I'm saying? If we have to wait for it to cook good. But you notice that the, that the things, Brother Kenny, that you smoke and that take overnight, they're the ones that taste the best, right? The, the stuff you get out of the microwave, it's okay, and you, it'll get to the next meal. But if you really want something good, it takes time for you to to be able to do that. All right, so here's here's what I'm I'm suggesting. Throughout your day, when Jesus came, when God walked this earth, he moved at the average of probably two to three miles an hour. That's about what people walk. That's about how fast they walk. He he took to, he, 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 that's that's the, the speed that he was at. We want to speed him up to us to 75 mile an hour. But the deal is is sometimes it's not about us going faster to catch up to God, but it's about us slowing down and allowing God to catch up to us. Amen? Let him have those small moments. What are you talking about, Brother Jerry? I'm talking about during your day, as you're working, as you're, as you're, you're you know, just, just busy throughout your day, taking the time to be able to stop and say, and say, Lord, I just want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I appreciate this job that you've put me in. I'm thankful for my family, Lord. I'm thankful for my church family. God, I'm grateful for, and, and taking those little small moments throughout the day. And what those do is that they're the times between a Sunday night service and a Thursday night service that keep you in contact with God and continue to build that relationship of love. What's going on? Love is happening during those small moments. And when you go from a Sunday night to a Thursday, when you get to Thursday, you don't feel distant from God. Why? Because you've utilized those small moments throughout your week to be able to stay in contact with him, to be able to love him throughout that week. And when you get to a Thursday night, you're just falling right into a presence. Why? Because you've already talked to him that day. Why? Because you talked to him that week. Because there wasn't a Monday that went by that you didn't have a devotion with him and that you didn't check in throughout the day. There wasn't a Tuesday that went by. There wasn't a Wednesday. On that Thursday, you've been with God. You get done with Thursday and now you're going to Sunday morning. We go throughout the weekend and instead of getting so busy, we may be casting uh, uh, you know, a bait uh, uh, into the water, brother. But I'm going to tell you something. We can still take time to let God know that we appreciate him. We can look around at creation and awe and seeing what God has done. There's so many ways that love can happen in those small moments. Allow God to have not just the big experiences, 
but allow, allow him to have the small moments. I want to encourage you, slow down and allow God to have those small moments. Love happens in those small moments. Hallelujah. Has anybody got a comment before we go on? We got one more point here. Fixing to wrap it up. All right, we'll hit the, we'll, we'll let some comments at the end here. So we see that learning happens, love happens, and the last one here is life happens. And yes, I know I didn't capitalize the H there. I apologize. I realized that after I printed them out. Life happens. The small moments slip into months, then they slip into years. And men, they slip into a lifetime. At the end of your life, you'll look back at a series of small moments. What will your life look like? What picture are you painting with each spent small moment that you have been blessed with? Think about that. Right now, if you were to look at this past week, what would you see? Look over this past year. What, what would you see in this past year? How have you spent your time? How have you spent those small moments? Could you say here today, I could do better. I know whenever I was getting this ready, I know I, I felt convicted. I could do better with my small moments. Because guys, it's the small moments that turn into our lives. Life happens in small moments. Dad talks about that guy at the end of his life, his funeral. Pat, the preacher didn't have anything good to say about him. He's trying to think of something to say. Finally, he remembered he was a good whistler. So he got up and done his funeral and talked about how he was a good whistler. That was the only thing, the only good thing that, that could be said about this man. Life is like a vapor. It appeareth, then vanisheth away. At the end of it all, what is our children going to say about us? What is our grandchildren going to say about us? What are we giving them to remember? I love this video. Taking little snapshots through. That's what they see. That's what they remember. They see when we get sharp with them. They see when we're snappy with them. They know when they're, now I want you to hear what I'm fixing to say. I, they know when we're, when they're just a bother to us. Amen? Is that what they're going to remember about, about you when they get older? All right. Guys, life is happening right now. These small moments matter. Take advantage of the time that God has blessed you with.
Amen? All right. I'm fin- or I've got one more thing to read here. Three-volume book. Life is a book of volumes. Three, the past, the present, and the yet to be. The first is written and laid away. The second we are writing day by day. The next and the last of the volumes three is locked from sight. God holds the key. Can I just switch a word there? Because I know that God is going to help us. He's going to, but can I just tell you here that you also hold the key? You, your decisions and the way that you spend, you hold the key to that third volume. Now, if you allow God, God can, can help you through it and God can help you to, to become the patriarch of your family. He'd be, be able to help you to become a great mentor. He can be able to help you that at the end of your life, people would say, I love that man. Love happened. I've learned from that man. Learning happened. How are we spending those moments? Hallelujah. How are we writing that third volume? Glory to God. All right. Comment.